forever. Dog. Bye, yeah, da, 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 da. Comic books, comic time. Writers and artists are on the line. They make a splash as the comics red and take us on a trip behind the spread. Watch out for comic book commentary. Spinning or winning inside. Fix how they got a hot idea. Narrative, character, visual tricks, and onomatopoeia. Uh huh. It's comic book commentary. Hi there. My name is Fred Van Lenty. Uh, I write a lot of comic books. Um, most salient to this current recording is Siloed's number one, out today from Valiant. This is a book I'm really proud of, and I'm really happy that Ben invited me to come on and give my commentary for the first issue. Uh, I am going to assume you have read the issue. Um, if you are reading along for the first time uh, with my commentary, God bless you. But remember, there abound spoilers. Um, beginning here with the first page, we sort of see this sort of stunning, um, work of Renato Guedes, um, in the book. And he very much, uh, to me is really what makes Psylords just because I started out with this book, not knowing who the, the artist was, as is, is typically the case in most mainstream comics, but he just brings such a beautiful photorealistic style, both to the expressions of the um, main characters and all this crazy alien tech we're going to be getting into. Um, it's all just really terrific. And the first issue is uh, obviously called Gods and Cages for reasons that would be obvious. And I also want to point out the great work of Dave Sharp, our letterer, uh, who sort of took the gods thing pretty to heart. And so we have this mysterious character, Scion, um, who is speaking to us in these yellow type on black balloons and this very kind of Asgardian font. Um, and what follows um, is an introduction of our four main characters, Tank, Beacon, Artisan, and Hazard. Um, and they each get sort of their own uh, page. We learn that they have all lost their memories and they have been imprisoned in this strange facility that they don't understand what it is. Um, and I, I've, and we all, yeah, so we established they have amnesia, and I've always been interested in um, identity and self as storytelling motifs. Um, and really, memory plays right into that because I, I, I definitely am someone who thinks that what are we, what are what we call ourselves other than an accumulation of the things we've done plus the desires to do things that we haven't yet, right? We're, we're, we're always looking back at what we've done in the past and always looking forward to what we're going to do in the future. If you give characters amnesia, as I've done here, as I did to a lesser extent in a Marvel book I did called Taskmaster, that's about a character who with a super memory that overwrites his own personal memories, um, to sort of make room for, for new files, if you will. Um, I'm certainly, I really enjoy uh, doing that, um, uh, dealing with memory as a, as a theme. Although with amnesia, it can make the characters sometimes a little hard to relate to just because they, they don't know who they are. But by the same token, um, they, uh, they're learning who they are at the same time the audience is learning who they are. So they, uh, there's a, there's a sort of a nice symbiosis between the, the between what the characters are learning and what the audience is learning, which often can be uh, super rewarding and interesting. Um, uh, I really love Beacon's eyes on the last page of 
or excuse me, last panel, page three, sort of another great sign. You know how Renato is great at these um, uh, at, at these expressions, these photorealistic expressions. He really excels at. I mean, the great thing about Renato is that. Like what you're seeing here, sans lettering, is what I get in my email box. I send out the script, and then I get these beautifully, fully digitally, digitally painted uh, artwork uh, back, and it's just super thrilling each time. You, the, once a week, when uh, Renato's pages show up in my inbox, it's a it's a happy day. It's a happy day. So we can see that uh, from Beacon's um, memories here, she's some sort of a scholar. She doesn't remember what happened to her before she was operated on in this facility. Ditto for artisan. If you turn the page, he he was a he's an engineer. He's a maker of some kind. Hazard uh, is a bit of a wild cannon. She's a she's very much the uh, the mercurial one of our quartet of heroes. Uh, in the script, they are just referred to as the quartet. By the way, not Psy Lords. They they don't appear to be Psy Lords, but uh, uh, but something else entirely imbued with the power of the Psy Lords. Uh, we can see here that she's got the the. She seems to have spilled some blood here in her flashback. We don't know what that quite what that's what that's all about. And uh, and they're talking to. She is talking. Obviously, this character who we don't see called Scion. Um, Scylords, of course, was a big series in the '90s for Valiant. And when I was asked to relaunch it, I went back and reread all of the. Um, the 90s version of Psylords, and uh, I really enjoyed it. I can see why it's – it. I remember – I hadn't read it w when it first came out, but just having been with Valiant since uh, it was relaunched in 2012 when I did uh, Archer Armstrong, which was one of the first four uh, rebooted titles that Valiant Entertainment brought out, uh, a lot of the creators at the summit said that Psylords was their favorite Valiant comic. And I could see why because it's this very interesting story about um, – uh, it's the future version of what was called, uh, which of what of uh, this group called Hardcore from the present day Valiant Universe, where uh, and Hardcore, which is one of the best premises in the Valiant Universe, if you ask my opinion, not that you did, uh, but but uh, in Hardcore, uh, the characters have all been given these implants that allow different superpowers to be beamed down to them from a satellite in space. Um, and but in the future, nanotechnology allows Hardcore to issue the the satellite altogether and simply inject nanites into themselves that have all these superpowers so they have this basically this diner menu of superpowers you know they can fly they're immortal they have healing factors they can shoot laser beams from their face so on and so forth and so they go out into colonized human space and they kind of take over as these benign dictators um and the the series does a great job of sort of Addressing honestly the political situation that would arise from these supermen who decide totally on their own to become benevolent dictators. You know, some people are are cool with that, but a lot of people are not, and so they've got to deal with all these different enemies and, and alien threats and so forth. And and so when Valiant came to me to to, to reduce Silords, they they wanted me to very much bring it in the keep it in the present day of the current Valiant universe. So this, so our characters could interact with everybody else in the Valiant universe, which I was totally down with, but I wanted to bring, um, as much of the spirit of that original series with it as, as I could. And also the, um, uh, some of the names and some of the concepts like Scion, for example, this character that our amnesiacs are talking to, um, 
uh, that is a name taken from a character in the original series. So run to your long boxes uh, and check that out. And maybe uh, looking at the Scion from the original Psy Lords will give some spoilers for this one, or will it? I don't know. Um, so moving on the actual comic, uh, again, another amazing Renato. I'm just going to everyone, I'm just going to turn the page. I'm just going to be like drooling all over these pages. Uh, artisan opens the door, um, uh, into cell thinking it's the door that leads you to walk out of the, of, of the place. But in fact, no, it is a door in the, in the floor that drops him to his death until if you turn the page, I love those monsters that Renault came up with. And then again, it's this spectacular, this, I love this shot of, um, artisan growing his wings uh, spontaneously. And this looks like really, it should be in like a, you know, a stained glass. He's like an angel in a stained glass, uh, cathedral window somewhere. Uh, and, uh, and I just love the, the brand, brand, brand. I'll always love these, these, uh, these sound effects, they really remind me of like the classic, like Yodorovsky and Mobius, um, uh, French graphic albums that I loved reading when I was a kid in the eighties that were still in sort of the same, um, classic hardbound French format. Um, really Renato brings a great kind of European sensibility to this for lack of a better word, you know, science fiction in many ways is to European comics, what superheroes have been to American comics. And I really like the idea of kind of merging them together. Um, originally these guards had no dialogue. Fun fact. Originally these guards had no dialogue, but, uh, we changed our mind for reasons. Hopefully I'll remember to tell you before the end of the commentary. Uh, so yeah, so tank creates ha Hulk hands. That's amazing. Um, and hazard on page 10 here goes both invisible and then kind of Wolverines out on these guys. Um, we see here the beginnings of the fact that each one of our four heroes has a power linked to a different um, aspect of the psyche. Artisans, obviously, is creation, imagination. Beacons is knowledge and illumination. Um, hazards is very much sort of the, the ferocity and almost irrationality of um, the life force, which paradoxically also can be, you know, a cause of death. I'm thinking something like the Amazon jungle, which is teeming with life, but it's also extremely deadly. Like there's 700 things that can kill you. Ditto for hazard and tank. It tanks is a little bit more, uh, he's more of a protector. He's sort of the guard, the guardian of the threshold. And so, uh, that's something that takes a little bit more time to sort of explicate, but his ability to project force fields in the form of Hulk hands, uh, definitely has a lot to do with that. Um, if you turn the page, I love this insane vault door, which looks like it could eat you whole that Renato's come up with. It's just incredible. And for the first time, the characters interact with each other. And as you can see from the dialogue, it's a little tricky to um, make people realize that um, the these people are meeting each other for the first time and they don't understand who they are. And they have strange names like Tank and Hazard and Artisan. Um, although they have those names for extremely good reasons that will be coming up. I love this amazing shot of Beacon walking across the uh, the um, 
this gulf between the cells and the vault door on this sort of beam of light she's created. Very early on, what was fun is that is that uh, because they're they've been experimented on, right? That all their heads obviously have been shaved, and so obviously they're. You know, spoiler alert, their hair is going to grow back. If you've seen any of the covers, you can see what their hair looks like. But here, their their hair hasn't grown back yet. But I also originally, like, um, just because they're essentially guinea pigs, I like the idea of them all being barefoot. And there's a curious sort of uh, vulnerability to people running around barefoot. Um, it's sort of it, – it, it uh, to me, it just only enhances the – um, feeling of power you get from them because you know they don't, they don't need to worry about stepping on Legos or something when they're barefoot and, and getting in pain like you know they're they're it, it once it makes them a vulnerable and sort of like uh, almost you know uh, super powerful sort of the way you know Doctor Manhattan and Watchmen basically goes naked for almost the entire book because he does not need any clothes he is a super person did it a certain degree for our super people but. Uh, one of the things I should say we took from the original Psylords um, series from the 90s was that each one of the characters had uh, color-coded um, their powers to their uniform. And uh, we sort of took that here. So Beacon obviously is yellow, Artisan is orange, Tank is green, and Hazard is red. You can see that now here on whatever page this is we're on. No, page numbers because I'm doing this from the – Apple iDrive. So if you turn the page, our uh, heroes escape uh, their cells and they make their way up to this this wonderfully gloopy David Cronenberg-y neo-biological lab. Again, this is Renato just taking the barest minimum of description for me and just going nutso with it and just blowing me away. And here we actually meet the Scion, this guy who's the voice in their heads. Um, and I will point out, and perhaps this is significant, but that uniform sign is wearing, which you can see both here and a little bit better on the next page, is the original Psylord's uniform from the 90s series. Um, what's the significance of that, of that, you may ask? Well, I'm not going to tell you. It's a commentary, not not spoiler-ary. Spoilentary? That's a thing. Um Oh, hell no. <laughs> okay. Who says that? I don't know. Um, but uh, it's – I like it. And, you know, I, I like the – I just like the idea of a care of a of the older sort of Obi-Wan Kenobi character saying, here, I'm going to explain everything to you and then immediately gets shot in the head. Um, I mean that – I hate it when that happens. You know, he was about to tell us everything. But nope, he's cut down. And then all of these um, these troops, these evil guards come through and then we just have – this amazing double page read from Renato where you see Tank wading in and Artisan firing his guns and Hazard clawing and Beacon zapping them with rays. And it's just, I mean, come on. This is amazing. Can I get a poster of this, please? Kids, write to Valiant. Get me a poster of this amazing double page spread and then you can get a poster too. Uh, so our heroes prevail – and uh, but not without Scion um, succumbing to his wounds and uh, Beacon. I love again. I love Beacon's expressions. He she has a great expression here um, as he passes and says that they're not really very good gods if they can't bring people back to life. And who who would argue with her? Um, 
And she realizes that uh, like barcodes you can find in the supermarket – products in the supermarket, uh, if she has a barcode in her arm and she can generate energy, she can zap the barcode with lasers and read what's on there. And sure enough, she discovers this shuttle-type craft that appears to have the um, United Nations symbol on it. Um, the uh, – uh, oh, and also here we have Hazard – uh, slight can't control her herself. Can't control her rages, which uh, I believe is going to be foreshadowing uh, for later on. Um, and uh, you can see that that she and Artisan are, are starting to form a friendship here, while um, uh, Beacon continues watching this video, which I was inspired to do. By the um, there's an image, very famous image. I believe it's on the Pioneer spacecraft that Carl Sagan came up with. It's basically a nude adult man, a nude adult woman, and sort of uh, uh, symbols representing our carbon-based nature, and basically a little map of the solar system um, on a plaque. This is on a metal plaque that's going to survive going out into space when the space probe gets sent out. Sorry, that this space probe, which I believe was sent in the late '70s, early '80s had this plaque on it. And so the idea was, is that if aliens got their hold on the, on this plaque, they could take a look at it and be like, Oh, so you look like these are two versions of you. And this is where you are. And you're made out of carbon. And so, and you use base 10 numerals and so forth. So this is sort of like that, but this is sort of more, this is the 21st, 21st century version of that. Um, and sh- you know, showing where Earth where Earth is, and where all of the um, uh, the four characters come from. They turn out to be four astronauts. Um, uh, Beacon is uh, is a, is a French woman. Uh, we learn later that she's from her parents were from Senegal, I believe. Tank is Russian, uh, which is going to come up later. Uh, Hazard is from NASA in the U.S. And um, Artisan, as opposed to – there was some advanced character stuff that was released online by Valiant, and this was an oversight of mine due to a, uh, a typo error that I failed to correct. Um, Artisan was went out as being from NASA. He is not. Artisan is a Chinese natural national, and he's with the Chinese Space Agency. So – uh, each one of these four guys comes from a different space agency, which may be important. Hmm, that's interesting. What's that all about? Uh, and um, with the following page turn, with Hazard making this horrible re- or this surprising revelation when she takes the guards' helmets off, uh, we discover that these people are in fact not human but aliens. Um, which you know, if you. Uh, are locked in on the, I I often wonder about the point of having these kinds of revelations in actual comics, because I feel like people who've read solicits and like read interviews or know really anything about the comic sort of know they're trapped in space and probably therefore by aliens. But, you know, I'm oftentimes surprised as a writer at how little people know uh, about stuff. They bought it because they were a fan of the 90s series or they like Valiant or like me or like Renato 
or they just like the title, like the cover. So maybe for some people and you, perhaps it was like, oh, hey, wow, that's interesting. There's aliens. Um, and so I mentioned earlier the aliens can speak English, um, and that's because they've encountered Earth people before. These characters um, were originally introduced in Matt Kent's Exo Manowar series. They're called the Monomen. Um, and they were on the planet Exo was on to find this sort of mysterious symbol uh, that he wound up giving to them and, and forestalling a war. And if you'll notice uh, closely, that symbol from that arc of Exo Manowar is actually the same symbol that has been mysteriously branded into the back of the skulls of each one of the quartet in this issue, Silence Number One. So that's some deep cut stuff going on there. You know, I'm I'm here to uh, I'm here to lay that wisdom down on you. And at this point, uh, our heroes and the reader, if they haven't, you know, read an interview before and figured hadn't figured out, realize they are orbiting. Um, they're in space, and they appear to be orbiting a blue dwarf star, which is a currently um, hypothetical state or stage of a. Um, uh, star's lifespan it's not good you are definitely in the twilight of your years if you are a star in the blue dwarf phase and uh we'll learn next issue that this is what's known as a what they call a vampire star and that it's sort of sucking away the energy of all of these different ships that are surrounding it and and this star is sort of in itself the prison and it's preventing all these ships and these shipwrecks from escaping its orbit and that's why we have this blurb for next issue saying the sargasso of space the sargasso sea being famously here on earth somewhere this sort of range of really, it's really heavy seaweed where um, ships and stuff get caught. So I wish I could say more, but I feel like that's enough spoilers for one um, commentary. Thank you very much for listening. Again, thanks to Ben for, for giving me the opportunity to talk to you. And if you have any questions at all, uh, you can drop me a line through my website. My email is on there, and my website is just my name, fredvanlenti.com. Uh, so uh, that's great, and uh, I hope you pick up Silards and keep reading and keep enjoying it and keep letting me know uh, what you think. So thanks a lot, and uh, keep looking for the stars, guys. Forever. This has been a Forever Dog production. Executive produced by Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. Engineered and mastered by Alex Sarche. For more original podcasts, please visit foreverdogpodcasts.com and subscribe to our shows on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Keep up with the latest Forever Dog news by following us on Twitter and Instagram at Forever Dog Team and liking our page on Facebook. <laughs>